Bush and Richie here with your home time daily takeaway. Got a hell of a show ahead of you. Uh, but before that, I just wanted to be honest with everyone. And I don't know whether this, me saying this, uh, makes me a fugitive or maybe will get me arrested at the end of the show, but I just want to put it out there. Uh, when using a self service till, uh, 95% of the time, I steal the bag. What? I went to get the cereal earlier on for a competition you're about to hear in this show. I never pay for the bag. Uh, and, and my friend Gaz has just texted me. He says, do you sometimes pretend to scan it? And I said, yeah, I pretend to scan it, but it doesn't. And I literally just walk out of there with it. I don't understand how you do this. Surely you have to, like, scan first to then have the bag on the weighing bit to put stuff in. And but the bag's are hanging up on the this? side. But like, I, think, I think they take you for a ride. You shouldn't be charging for bags anyway. Do you know what I mean? So I feel, I feel for me, that's just, I'm allowed that. I'll take that. I'm, I'm speechless. See, you're a man that follows rules. I do follow rules. So, but like, you, you were never tempted to think, oh, 15p is quite a lot of money for a bag. Maybe they, they won't notice if I'll just have one. I, I've got a fleet of Hessian bags at home that I take in with me. Never before have I, have I heard a thing that sums you up there, which is <laughs> a, a fleet of Hessian bags. And there's the difference between me and The it. Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. So good to have you company on this Wednesday. As you will have heard on last night's show, uh, chatting to lovely Callum, uh, home time, we've signed ourselves up for a car boot sale a week on Sunday at the Chelmsford Park and Ride, Sunday the 19th of February. Uh, this has come as a result of the fact that we've been given a two-week deadline by our yeah. boss, Paul, to clear out the presenter kind of storage cupboard in the side studio so it's not just all our stuff but every single member of the Absolute Radio family has got their little, little off casts and stuff in there it's like it's like uh, stuff from different shows over the years yeah. and we're going to try and clear all that out it's like a almost like a time capsule isn't it it is and we're three days into this two week deadline he's given us so um, the fact that we have this car boot to attend next Sunday uh, is a good thing and we're, we're now greatly looking forward to it we're really looking forward to it uh, and, and you know when we start digging in there who knows what we're going to Fine, yeah. like some trousers from the Russ and Jono show. <laughs> but you know, we're intimidated and exhilarated about it as well. So, because car boot sales are quite scary because people are a little bit direct, you know, British public like a bit of a haggle. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're going to be running our own store. So, that's kind of scary. But also, there's, uh, you know, huge scope in what you can buy and sell at a car boot sale. It's kind of the free market in its purest Sunday form, isn't it? I remember going to a car boot back in the day, and uh, my partner at the time, uh, her dad came along as well and this was the greatest item to this day. I think everyone must have a favourite item they have seen or purchased themselves. To this day, to me, I've never seen anything better. Just went there. The only two things he wanted to sell was uh, some old rear brake light clusters to a Ford Sierra. Oh, wow. They hadn't made Ford Sierras for ages. So he got kind of lucky. But So he, he got some. They were in pristine condition, and he was like... Somebody is going to need new brake light clusters for a Ford Sierra and they're going to come and they're going to see this and it's going to be a wonderful moment for them. Well, they always say one person's junk is another person's treasure. And that underlined it. That underlined it. I remember going to a, a car boot sale in uh, the, the Cotswolds once. We were on a little break there and ended up, you know, I love old postcards, photos yeah. of, of like old streets. We, I was living in Bristol at the time and there was loads of old postcards from like the late 1800s of like the area we lived in. That's cool. And I was quids, I was buying That's them left, right. It was absolutely brilliant. But also, I have bad experience because when I was a kid, my mum took me and my brother to go and sell all of our toys and we're a bit too old for yeah. them. So I sold all my Transformers for like a quid. Could have got so much more if you'd hung on. Jetfire. Jetfire Transformer. Still hurts to this day. £1.50 I sold wow. them for. I bet the bloke who bought him doubled the price wow. and put it on whatever. 
So look, we want to know uh, ahead of us going to this car boot sale in a couple of weekends. Uh, we want to know from you, like Richie just said, what is the best thing you've ever bought at a car boot sale? The sky's the limit on this. Michelle's in Eastbourne. This is the dream for us. It's this kind of thing. Hopefully, there's something in our cupboard that might net oh, yeah. us something like this. Says her best buy was a 10p book that she sold later for 180 pounds on wow. a very well-known selling site. That is amazing. So if we can make some kind of upgrade, yeah. that'd be good. Certain things you probably want to keep, though. This text says picks up a 1986 Everton home shirt. Uh, this speaks to me. NEC sponsor original, pay 10 quid. We'll never sell it as it is the holy grail of my 71 shirt collection up the toffees. And that was a winning season, right? A pretty good season. <laughs> Seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? People have found some amazing stuff. Scott in Devon says, I found a World War II Spitfire engine rev counter, paid seven quid for it. Didn't know what it was. Further investigation found out it was a 1941 Spitfire engine rev counter. Sold it for £375 on eBay. Cameron uh, found a first pressing of David Bowie's Hunky Dory album in mint condition for 50p. A quick go. Google shows that that is worth £36,000. God, if we go for a wonder whilst we're selling stuff in a couple of weeks, we can, we can be quids in, me and you. Uh, let's welcome to the show a member of the Absolute Radio family who's got some intel on this. It's Sarah Champion. Champers, how are you doing? You all right? Hi, it's going very well, thank you. I, When I heard you guys were going to a car boot sale, I thought, oh, no. What do you mean, oh, no? Instantly filled with dread and aura. What's wrong and with car boots? half is absolutely obsessed with car boots like he gets super excited he'll be up at 6am like early doors on a Sunday morning to go and root through other people's chats I don't get it so it's amazing so what Pete does he gets up and gets on his Vespa and goes around yeah. Leon C South End finding car boot sales Sunday morning champs at this point might still be asleep who knows <laughs> Pete's out there and then he so your house you've got your lovely house beautifully decorated but it, with the best will in the world it is filled with quite a lot of stuff that Pete's brought back please clarify some of the items that Pete has brought back from car boot sales <laughs> oh where do I start um, so He's got this sort of old Toby jug that he picked up that genuinely looks like a sort of nightmarish Donald Trump. That's one of my <laughs> least favourite items. I've, I've got a picture um, of it in front of me right here, and, and I think it looks amazing. It looks haunted. <laughs> it looks like someone's face has melted and been put on a Toby jug. Um, he got this kind of uh, plastic carry bag full of um, old WWE wrestling characters. As you do. Uh, as you do, yeah. In fact, the kid he brought him off, he went, how much do you want? And he was like, oh, you know, a couple of quid each. You know, I'll give you 40 quid for the whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> he must have, like, all his Christmas has come at once. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Even his mum was like, eh? Um, so, yeah, so he's the world's worst sort of haggler as well. So that's, that's great. Um, a really awful sort of framed photo of a cat playing chess with a mouse. I think I'm Unbelievable. That one <laughs> these well. are on Twitter. I'm going to put these on Twitter. If you want to see just some of this stuff that Pete's bought uh, at Absolute Radio. Uh, the one we've got to talk yeah. about is that uh, it, it appears to be a monkey with an action man's head stuck on the top of it. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> what is that? That's evolution gone wrong, I it would is. say, yeah. That's, that's so creepy. Yeah, I, know, I know when he bought that, the guy was a bit like, oh, I've had that since I was a kid, and like, seemed a bit upset about it, and Pete was like, well, don't sell it then. But I don't know what it is. I would have paid him to keep it. Can I defend him? Can I defend him? Because it, it feels like he's getting absolutely kicked in here. <laughs> I think if he's going off to a car boot sale on a Vespa, he is immediately limiting what he can bring back from every visit. You need to be thankful he's not going there in an actual car. Car to a car boot, or a van. Otherwise, he, or a van. Otherwise, he could come back.
about with all sorts of stuff. Yeah, well, I'll stop you there, Richie. He does sometimes go in the car. Oh, OK, oh. all right. I retract the, everything. Uh, <laughs> the real surreal player, which is massive... Um, and the story behind that is that he somehow had this old sort of audio reel, which he was quite convinced had something really important on it, like an old political speech or something. Wow. Um, bought this reel-to-reel player. It's huge. Um, puts on this reel that he's had for years, thinking this is going to be really exciting. Do you know what it was? What? The best of the police. Ah. <laughs> well, feel free to trade oh, any of it back in at the Chelmsford car boot next Sunday. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. One of the genuine items that we're taking down, since we started like getting stuff out, this is incredible, look at this. Uh, a framed and also signed... Whoa. Uh, Isle of Wight Festival 2018 poster. It's been signed by Niall Rogers. This was the 50th anniversary uh, Isle of Wight Festival in 2018. So we've got some... We, I know Niall Rogers off stuff. of Chic. I know, exactly. Written millions of pounds worth of hits. So there's some good stuff. So, you know, hopefully that's going to get us, you know, some decent whack as well. I think well. If, you, if you come down to our store, we, we can promise you a mix of absolute gems like that, which could be a digital yes. station. Uh, and <laughs> complete, like, tup, such as the, uh, the, I can see in the background there, the onesie that you wore to our all-day show in a bed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even if I sign that, that's still not going for much. <laughs> we'll see. That versus Nile Rogers' signature. We'll see what happens to it. Uh, we thought we'll make, if we maybe make some money, we, we want to donate that money to our brilliant charity, Cash for Kids. Yes. Uh, they are here to provide help and support to families living in poverty and for children with serious illness, disability, or have uh, additional needs. Cash for Kids is often the last port of call for help for families in crisis, particularly during this cost of living crisis. Our help is needed more than ever. So the money is going to go to them. So do come along and make a purchase and donate a week on Sunday at the Chelmsford car boots. Uh, five quid on a golf bag in Dundee Ooh. says Michael, sold a month later, £100. Some great profits yeah. going on here. Young Badger says, cigarettes and alcohol cassette single by Oasis, 20p. Uh, Richard lined up. Richard, what was it you picked up? Yeah, I opened that one down, I saw his boots down, I thought, oh, I'll stop there and I have a wander around and I bought this old hardwood voodoo style mask, hanging mask. Right. And I thought, oh, that looks trendy. I got it home and the missus said, you ain't having that in here. I don't want that in the house. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I just had to stick it in my shed. Right. So you, you bought a voodoo face mask from a uh, car boot sale and your other yeah. half thought it might be haunted, now it's in your shed. Yeah, well, she, I'm not having that in the house. I don't want that in the house. <laughs> She's going, oh, whether she thought it was genuine voodoo thing or what, I don't know. Richard, so, I think the thing here is is that you bought a voodoo mask at a car boot and expected that it was going to be allowed to hang in the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm a bit of a liberty taker with a, a home. I, I, well, I, I, let's, <laughs> let's... It begs the question, what else is in your shed, Richard? What else you got in there? There's voodoo mask. Is that the tip of the iceberg? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I tend to buy... Um, World War Two books or document uh, any videos, that war, World War Two documentary videos and things like that. I, I feel like I'm coming round. I was going to say, I know someone you get on with. <laughs> I'll, I'll come over to your shed probably uh, this time next week. All right, Richard? <laughs> yeah, okie dokie. All right, I'll get the kettle on then. I, I... I think you say I'll put the mask on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. to make some tea then. <laughs> uh, lot of positive car boot sales stories first hour of the show appreciate that in the interest of balance a twig in Loftus uh, sent us this message saying hey lads I once bought an aluminous yellow tracksuit for 50p from the car boot everyone took the mick and called me lollipop lady I can't remember wearing it much after that 
Which is a very moribund story, but, you know, I, there you go. I Swings was, around. I was waiting for some kind of like, and I sold it for £100 as a payoff. None of that. None it of that. just no. lost heart and never wore it again. <laughs> Thanks for that tweak. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Looking forward to uh, my journey home this evening. Not because I'm wanting to wish the oh, show thanks. away. No, no, it's not that at all. Um, I, I feel like travelling is is a lot more back to uh, normal than it has been over the last yeah. uh, few years. Um, this morning on my way in, one of my favourite things has always been, one of my favourite things has always been when you see somebody on public transport and they're transporting something on public transport that you wouldn't normally see on a yeah. given day. Uh, and today, as I was uh, walking through Liverpool Street and on the uh, the little tubey walky bits as you get onto the underground trains and that, uh, there was a lady who was walking with a giant coat stand, hat stand kind of thing. Oh, well, maybe she'd been to a car boot. <laughs> Could have been. But because it's the, this is the thing, every item that you see with someone like that, there's a story behind it. So then if you, all right, if we explore the car boot thing, she can't have been because it's a Wednesday lunchtime. Good point. If it was a Sunday afternoon, I'd go with you for that theory. But it's a Wednesday lunchtime. So what's she done? Has she been sat in the office and said to her boss, no one comes in with coats these days. What are we doing with that hat stand? He said, you can have that. You can take it home. Oh, but I'm on public transport. Don't worry, you can walk it through. Let's take it back with you. I I love seeing weird things on public transport, whether it's like train, ferry, um, plane, whatever it is, yeah, bus, yeah. you know. Have you ever seen a, a curious bits and bobs? Well, the one that I've seen this a few times now is when, because I used to do the dead early train to go and do the school run in North London, so you see all the builders and stuff going in. Uh, and you get these, um, is it, I think it's plasterers, who go into work with what appears to be the front point of a drill that looks like a sci-fi like weapon. <laughs> really long drill bit, we're covered in plaster and dust, sticking out the top of a Tesco carrier bag in a bucket. So it looks like a, looks like, a, like something you would use in a gladiator duel, mate. I think that's what it is. I hope that's what it is, but I've seen a few of them with one of these things. Uh, if you have witnessed uh, or have actually transported yourself uh, some particularly strange item on public transport, tell us what it was, where it was. Kevin's tweeted, AFC Wimbledon fans opening a picnic basket, oh my word. pulling out some food and drink, and laying a blanket on the floor of a Northern Line train on their way to a game at Barnet once. Do you know what? I, I think he's hit on something here, because I think you see, you do see weird stuff if you travel up and down for football. I remember uh, me and my brother and my dad going up uh, from, from London up to uh, Goodison to watch uh, Everton under Roberto Martinez. Be, I think we were 2-0 up, lost 3-2 to West Ham. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Pae scored a hat-trick, and we, had, we don't down the 10 men and Morales getting himself sent off so we were absolutely gutted but we had to walk back to Lime Street get on the train and then we had the train all the way back with the West Ham fans and I think the team as well and it had to be held onto the train whilst the team got off and celebrated so that's the wind up it's making me angry even thinking about it <laughs> the strangest thing you've seen oh. please being transported on any form of public transport I'm about to counsel Bush get in touch uh, Will says and he sent us a photo on Twitter a few ge- years ago this on a local bus an unassuming old lady with what I believe may well be some form of samurai sword sticking out the top of a pull-along trolley. <laughs> uh, Stu, what did you see? So, I'm a bus driver and I pulled up one day at this rural stop and there was a young lad waiting with a miniature pony <laughs> and he says, can I bring this on? And I went, no. He says, well, it's a great day and I went, no, it's not. <laughs> says, so what am I going to do? I says, well, jump on its back and ride it. See ya. <laughs> so he was trying to trying to pass off a miniature pony as a great day to get it on your bus. <laughs> it was indeed, yeah. Yeah, and that's, I swear, I swear on my life. <laughs> That's Amazing. Brilliant. That's brilliant. Now, now, what has... Is there anything that comes to mind that people have managed to get past you at the, uh, at the opening doors? Um, not really. Uh, with flat packs, 
normally interesting when people are trying to get flat pack on the bus. And is there any rules though? Because you know what, there's like weird rules about stuff you are are and aren't allowed to have on on public transport. Is there any, what are the rules for buses? Well, you know, it's um, nothing that would cause offence to other people. Nothing that's flammable. Like I've had people trying to bring petrol strimmers on before. <laughs> now, Stu, in fairness, I wouldn't have been offended by a miniature pony. Yeah, it would have been all right. Everyone could have had a stroke. Thing is, I wouldn't like to clean up after it. That's the only thing. <laughs> that's a good point. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> An update uh, on the bus uh, situation. Stu wouldn't allow a miniature pony on his bus. Thou shalt not pass. <laughs> Wes has texted uh, saying, a guy with a large bird of prey on a bus in Grimsby. Driver seemed OK behind his protective screen. Everyone else terrified. Imagine being on a bus with a bird of prey. I'd be praying. I tell you, what, most of the buses I get on, there's enough like chicken drumsticks on the floor, and the kids coming back from stool, school. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> Ray in Swanley says, back in the late seventies, me and two of my friends took a car engine in a, on a sack barrow and an old Routemaster bus from Crystal Palace to Elephant and Castle. <laughs> it's home time on a Wednesday night. It's very home time uh, tonight's show. Yeah, uh, I, saw, I saw a giant hat stand being uh, transported through the tube uh, earlier on today, asking uh, the strange things that uh, you seen uh, transported on public transport, although Shelley's hanging on. Uh, it was you transporting something, wasn't it? What did you take? Me. <laughs> oh, it was you transporting. What was it? Yes, it was a weeping fig pot plant. A weeping fig pot plant. I think I've ever heard of a weeping fig before. Doing a Google. Well, it's, it's called Ficus. F-I-C-U-S. What did you call us? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, guilty. <laughs> um, how big is a weeping fig pot plant? Well, they grow quite big. They're um, indoor pot plants, but they they're quite large. Um, this this particular one had been taking uh, space in the office, and it grown too big for the office. So they wanted to get rid of it, so it was over six feet tall. Wow! Right. And what public transport are you on? Um, that was the central line. It was um, yeah, <laughs> it was on the tube. Well, that must be so. I mean, it must be quite nice if you sit on the central line, normally very hot and dry. Yes. Tube line, nice top of tropical plant in there. Felt like you were in some con- posh conservatory. Well, no wonder the pot plant was weeping. Yeah, it must have been weeping. Very after hot. That. <laughs> well, I definitely got plenty of space surrounding me. That's for sure. That's the tactic going forwards. If you're travelling on a packed tube train, <laughs> take your plant with you. People will clear the decks. Absolutely, that's the way forward. Michelle, what did you guys transport? I think actually my husband, so we, I don't know, you obviously know Glasgow is pretty much a blue or a green city. And when Paul Gascoigne, they're an audience, we decided with a bunch of the friends to go up. And my husband decided to bid on an Anthony Joshua signed pair of shorts. Oh, right. I kid you not, when I say that the train they came in was larger than my infant. And took up two whole seats on the train. So Larger than your engine, train. sorry. My infant. Oh, I see. Right. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> wow, it's huge. Yeah. So it's still not up in the wall. It still lives in my hall. Um, but it is massive. It took two seats on the train. Wow. And all all of our friends left us to go to the pub. Do you know what, if you do, because it's a, a light-up frame, massive pair of Anthony Joshua shorts, right? If that does go up in your house, can you tell me about it? Because at the moment, I can't even get up an A5 picture of Richarlison, <laughs> the Everton player, ex-Everton player in my house. So if you're, if you're good enough to put that up, then do, do let us know, because that'll be ammo for me. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever make the wall. I'm not going to. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, so he is the strange person on the train with the, the oversized items. 
I, I just very quick question: How much did you bid on Anthony Joshua's pants? Uh, have I say too much? <laughs> We're getting a flavour of this whole thing now. They cost too much. Doesn't yeah. want them up on the wall. It's a bad situation. <laughs> Can't really sell them because he's losing all the time now, isn't he? Oh, now going in on AJ. <laughs> AJ, if you're listening, mate, get in touch. We'll play you a song. This is the Daily Takeaway. Now, you know that every night, every Wednesday night after six, we do a thing called Midweek Games Night. It's a different game every week. Boy, have we got a treat for you guys this evening. If you've had a fairly mundane day, this is going to change things up for you. We're going to be playing a game called What Cereal Am I Walking Through Barefoot? <laughs> so you might think to yourself, I know cereals from their sounds. You probably can hear the sound difference in different cereals, people eating them or just having milk pour on them. They sound different, don't they? Everyone has breakfast cereals in the morning. But can you tell a type of cereal just from this sound of it being crushed underfoot? That's the question. Now, the, uh, the the exact phrasing there was, what cereal am I going to be walking through? Now, it was you who said that. It's you who... You are you are getting this this joy. I, I, I'm going to spectate <laughs> and be insane. <laughs> You've offered to spectate. I'm happy to spectate with what you're doing. I've got my right trouser leg rolled up. <laughs> barefoot. Uh, we've got a tray of this mystery cereal. Yes. Poured out. And I'm going to put my foot into it. Yep. Crush it barefoot. Yep. People pay good money to see this kind of video normally. Yep. I'm going to bend down and uh, move the microphone down with me so oh, that I can... Oh, that's, that's, oh, that's me bending noise. it. So... <laughs> that's not my knees. Oh, don't try and... <laughs> what noise is that? That's the microphone. It needs a bit of an oil. <laughs> Okay. I've never heard anything like that before. It's not like, a, you know, when you tickle a dog and they go like... Arr. Anyway, look, back, back to the main thing here. Yeah. Uh, what cereal am I walking through barefoot? I'm going to put my foot... Uh, Richie's put the microphone down. I'm now going to crush my foot, my barefoot into this cereal. See if you can guess what it is. Here we go. Three, two, one. <laughs> oh, that... What about that? I mean, it sounded amazing. It looked disgusting. <laughs> I was just getting it off my feet. It oh. felt kind of good. It, it was like, um, you know, if you went to like a spa and had like a skin rub type thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I opted against commentating while you were doing it because I suddenly realised, hang on, they need to listen <laughs> to what this is uh, to be able to work this out. Now, I don't I don't think any of them are sort of going to get it. You know, I think they'll probably give it the give it large about, oh, I know this cereals, I'm good with my ears and all that kind of stuff. But maybe that's all knocking on. Yeah, this lot aren't going to get it. I'm not sure they're going to either because I, sure I've just seen it. you do it and I don't think the sound I've heard is necessarily what I would would expect that to be for that cereal. That particular brand of cereal. Right, let's see if anyone is going to get this right. Who's this? Uh, my name's Ben from Watford. Ben from Watford, are you someone that thinks they know the sound of cereal just from it crunching and, and crackling? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm willing to take a guess. Good lads. But I don't even eat cereal. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who doesn't eat cereal? <laughs> A guy that eats bacon sandwiches. Oh. If you don't have cereal in your life, how are you going to get this right, my friend? Well, we're about to find Let's out. Let's find out. Uh, bran flakes. Nah. <laughs> Shows what you know, Ben. Get back to your bacon sarnies. Thank you. Hello, home time. Who's this? Uh, hi, guys. It's uh, Chris calling from uh, Aviemore up in the Highlands of Scotland. Wow, all the way from the Highlands. Uh, Chris, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Um, nothing. I was running late for work. Oh, oh, wow. Well, maybe that hunger can be channelled into getting a correct guess here. Uh, Chris, what was he putting his foot in? I'm pretty sure I think it might have been shredded wheat. And why are you thinking shredded wheat? It used to be my uh, go-to breakfast. And it just sounded like it when I was crunching it. 
while eating it, it sounded like it underfoot. So that's why I reckon it's shredded wheat. <laughs> it's good, but it's not right. You it know. was it was in shredded wheat, my friend, but lovely to speak to you and have some food now because you must be starving. Uh, I'm bleeding hungry. Cheers, guys. Well, no one's guessed it so far. Let's go and get another call. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think, I think we roll this over to next week. Let's let's extend the fun. So we're we're going to unresolve. This is unresolved. People are not going to know what uh, <laughs> what cereal I've walked barefoot through. That's their fault for not guessing it right. Well, we've got enough in the box to have another walk through it next week. Maybe would you like to put your foot through it next week? <laughs> we've got enough in the box to have some of it later. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. So there you go, there's the show. I feel like Richie's not been the same since I admitted that I steal uh, carrier bags from self-service tills. Uh, could you cut me in on some of this Hessian bag action? I, <laughs> I, I, I will treat you to a Hessian bag. Really? I think there's. I, I think the fleet is robust enough to be able to spare one. Just maybe on loan for a little bit or something, <laughs> do you know what I mean? See how it goes and see... Yeah, all right, I will loan you a Hessian bag and see if it can uh, wean you off your, uh, your thieving ways. Fantastic. Well, we'll report back.